All right. I don't know. For some reason, I got a bad feeling about this one. I just have that gut feeling. I haven't been doing well on these guesses. Uh, I've gotten one out of six. I've only gotten two. Not good. It's not that. <laughs> yeah. Not that. But yeah. we're we're creeping a little closer to Christiane. She's not. If I stump you both today, I'm gonna laugh. All right. All right. Well, well let's let's let's, let's right. do it. What do you got? I have a deciduous tree, about sixty to eighty foot tall. It is native to eastern and central U.S. and southeastern Canada, and it is facultative wet. All right. It's pretty broad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mind if I ask a question? Go first? ahead. Fall yeah. color. I know it's here. A pale yellow. All right. Not what I was expecting. Hmm. Maybe you could go like just yeah. you can ask, obviously ask whatever question you want. Thinking leaf shape. But. That's what I was gonna go with and and ask. What does the leaf look like? Simple and palmately veined leaves with deep angular notches. All right. I was thinking more like, does it look like a maple leaf or does it right. look like an oak leaf? But um, yeah. that'll work. All right. <laughs> I got. I, I got. I got a. I'm writing mine. Do you have a, a guess? Um, not really, but I, right. I can come up with something. Right, I got to guess. I, I'm going to say silver maple, Acer saccharinum. Yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, just stay on that thing. I'll go with uh, sugar maple, just so we have something different. All right. It is silver maple. Woo! I'm feeling pretty good. Wow, I went from feeling bad to feeling good. Where's your laughing now, Christiane? I'm just laughing that you wanted uh, either oak shape or maple shaped as a leaf description. <laughs> then you thought you were going to get it. You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Happy Hump Day. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm Christian. Oh, you got it. Congratulations. Um, today's plant is. Acer saccharinum, uh, which is silver maple. It's also called creek maple, silver leaf maple, soft maple, large maple, water maple, swamp maple, and white maple. Yeah. It's a lot of different maples. I'll hit on the swamp maple because I've heard that as a description for red maple. Red maple as well. I have as well. So, and that is why it's tough using common names because it's, yeah. it's you could be talking about two completely different trees. I, uh, growing up, we had a full-grown silver maple in my backyard that completely shaded the entire. It was only a fifth of an acre, completely mm-hmm. shaded the entire backyard. So yeah. you know, and it's it's something that we grow and we see all the time. I'm familiar with this tree, but I'm I'm curious to find out what you have. Like I don't know everything about every tree. I'd love to know more about this. So um, as you said, it gets sixty to eighty foot tall. It, it's it grows rather quickly. It's a very quick growing tree. Uh, facultative wet it's found on stream banks, floodplains, lake edges, and can withstand periodical inundated soils. Native to the eastern and central U.S., southeastern Canada as well, and is one of the most common trees in the U.S. Interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what the most common tree is? I don't remember, but I knew the answer at some point. So I'm not <laughs> I was going to make a guess, but if you don't know, if, I'm not if gonna... you can hear that somewhere, someplace <laughs> over on uh, on Native Plants Healthy Planet, but I think the one 
Douglas fir is like one of the highest in population, I, I but would, it's not the highest. I was going to guess tulip poplar. I think two of them were. Um, I think red maple is actually okay. one of them. Tulip right. poplar, I think, was on the list, and then uh, then sweet gum was oh, also. Uh, that there. makes sense. And it was what was interesting. This was last spring. I was talking with Native Plants Healthy Plant guest John Park, and we were just saying, "Hey, you know what? What tree do you think is the highest?" And I just happened to hear it. In another podcast later that day, and I believe it was red maple. There's more red maples than the other. That kind of makes sense. Fact check me on that, because uh, you know, here's the thing, and why that makes sense to me is you can be in a maple forest. You don't really go into a poplar forest. There's poplars in the forest, like you hear oak forest, maple forest, that type of thing. But I've never been. You know, the the tulip poplar will stand out because they're so big, but I've never been in a forest that was primarily tulip poplar. If that makes sense, so the uh, it is a deciduous yeah. tree. I'm sorry, go ahead. Tom. I was going to say, I just looked it up. Most common tree is the highly adaptable med- red maple, which is not the tree we're talking about today. We're no, talking about silver, silver maples, maple. <laughs> and so let's get back into that. No problem. It it is in the Sapindaceae family. It has a simple and palmately veined leaf, which has deep angular notches between five lobes. Kind of very similar to. Um, it's a very cut cut leaf like that stands out mm-hmm. more to me than a red maple or like where um, a sugar maple kind of maybe looks like a norbury maple leaf like a mm-hmm. red maple looks like a traditional this is much more cut yes. to me yep. so and that's i can always pick it out besides the silver underbelly uh of the leaf yeah so the bark is gray and shaggy and on branches and young trunks the bark is smooth and silvery gray it can be variably dioecious or monoecious but dioecious is far more common and uh, can also change sex from year to year. I did not know that. That's yeah. pretty interesting. So um, it has a greenish-yellow bloom in March and April, long before the leaves appear. I've heard it's good for a, a variety of pollinators because it has that early-season bloom. Probably going to hit on that more later. And the Samaras, uh, will, which is the seed, will contain a single seed and come in winged pairs. Nice. So it's generally uh, a pale yellow uh, fall color. Has a tendency uh, to color and drop its leaves a little earlier than in in fall than most maples. Uh, it ranges from moderately shade tolerant to very shade tolerant. Uh, it does have a hundred and thirty year lifespan, but in urban environments, often eighty years or less, which is pretty significant for a fast growing tree that gets that big because um, it does grow fast. And I have seen it like suffer considerable breakage it doesn't necessarily always have the best Mm -hmm. crotches or the best angles um and you'll get that breakage um and it is susceptible to storm damage due to brittle wood yeah and i love the champion trees the champion tree for this tree species is in houston county minnesota not texas in minnesota and it measures 96 feet tall 90 foot uh, 95 foot crown spread. Wow. And it is 381 inches in circumference. Wow. That's a big tree. That is a big tree. That is a big tree. Um, it does have its problems. Mature trees can be impacted by verticillium wilt, uh, honey fungus, and ringless honey mushroom. And the species may actually be threatened by climate change, which may reduce the amount of suitable habitat for the species. Yeah, and it is a preferred nesting species for Baltimore Orioles, uh, not just the baseball players. Yeah. The birds will actually nest in this tree. <laughs> um, large rounded buds are the primary food source for squirrels during the spring, and the bark can be eaten by beavers and deer, and 
the leaves are often eaten by the larval stage of the rosy maple moth. Wow. A uh, lot of, lot of uh, pollinator and wildlife habitat there. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be pollinated by, by wind cross-pollination. Uh, the lumber is used in furniture, cabinets, flooring, musical instruments, crates, and tool handles. Um, and it's it's actually being – I would like to know more about this – being researched as a potential source for biofuels. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which would make sense with how fast-growing it is and how abundant it is. That would make for a good a good source if, if yeah. that's possible. Oh, yeah. I hope they break through with that research. So the, the Cherokee people take an infusion of the bark and use it to treat cramps, menstrual pains, dysentery, and hives. Uh, you can boil the inner bark and use it with water as a wash for sore eyes and or take a hot infusion to treat measles. And um, if you're designing a project and you call up your favorite local uh, native plant nursery uh, and they're out of red maples, this is something you can sub in. It grows in a similar habitat. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, and the name meaning saccharinum means sweet. So I'm surprised it's not called sweet maple. Yeah. I wonder why it's called sweet. Like you think of sugar maple. Yeah. Well, which is, I, yeah, which is saccharum. So saccharinum, sugar, sweet. saccharum, sweet. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah it makes right. sense. Maybe we have to eat some, gnaw on some bark, see yeah. how sweet it is. Yeah. All right. I am waiting to see if I can close the margin and how many times Tom has beat me for the, uh, the lightning round. What do you got? First up, true false. An infusion of the bark removed from the south side of the tree can be used as cough medicine. All right. That's oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. True false. This species is the most commercially productive maple species for syrup. All right. True false. Use. It used to be a common street tree after World War II. All right. True false. It gets its name from the color of the underside of the leaves. And then true false, the silver maple is the state tree for West Virginia. What's your confidence level, Tom? Uh, not great. Mine's low. Yeah. Mine's very low. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. First up, true. It was was used as a remedy by the Mohegan tribe. And then the south side. It was too oddly specific. That's why I was like, it's so oddly specific. I want to put true, but I just don't believe that that's true. I'm not that creative. The next one is false sugar maples have been found to have the highest sugar content, but Acer saccharinum can be used for syrup. I hadn't heard that. I I get false because, you know, I've known birch and I've seen red maple, but I hadn't heard heard silver. silver. Uh, Next up is true. They were favored for street trees due to their fast growth, but have since fallen out because of the brittle wood and that they become very unattractive when not pruned or trained. And they produce a lot of volunteer seedlings. All right. Next up is true. The slender stalks of the leaves uh, mean that even a light breeze can produce a striking effect as the downy silver undersides of the leaves are exposed. All right. And, Frank, let me guess. You're four for four? I'm four for four. I am only three of four. So this this all comes down to this question. All right. (laughs) Next up is false. This species has not been selected by any state as their tree. I heard a little groan, so I'm assuming <laughs> that that you uh, you did think it was a state tree of I West did. Virginia. I did. 
I did not. So we are now <laughs> four for four, and uh, Christian's on the spot to come up with another question. Uh, I was almost perfect yeah. again for two days in a row. Like I'm off by one. All I've right. gotten well. I was perfect four for five, and then four yeah. for five so far. So I'm doing right. pretty well. Okay. I need a tiebreaker. My lightning question is: Am I putting it in my yard? You personally? Yeah. Yes. I, knowing where you live, I think it's probably already in your yard. I I don't know where. Well, I know where you live, but I don't know your property. Yeah. Are you putting in your yard? I'm, see, the problem is I'm agreeing with Tom. Yeah, I was going to say not, actually. You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to yeah. say no, so that there's a clear winner. I don't know. You're not purposely it. put it in your yard, and I don't think you would put it any more in your yard. But I think you have it in your yard. All right. So you're saying no, then so, I'll say yes. You're going to put it in your yard. I'll go opposite of Tom. Then Tom's got it because it's in the yard plenty. <laughs> and you're not putting it. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tom wins. Right. You got the other one. But that was a valiant effort. That was a good – I'm still happy with today. So, yeah. Tom, are you putting it in your yard? I No. I'm not putting additional ones in my yard. I already have one in my yard, uh, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's okay. silver maple that's right behind my fence. and um, And it's a cool tree. And I don't need more. I, um, I need more lower stuff. I don't need more trees right now. It's not on my property, but it's uh, the prominent tree in the middle of my neighbor's property, and it's in the woods behind my house. I'm not going to plant another one um, mm. because it's it's an abundant. I I appreciate the value that it yes. brings. Yep. I'm not I'm not devaluing that, but I think there's enough there, and I don't need to add it. Yeah. And Considering was, um, how big it gets, it, again, its size for the the, the property, it, it would take a blast. Yeah, and this is a tree uh, for if people are considering this at home. I've had beekeepers. If you're into honeybees, I've had beekeepers call me up, and they've someone did research at some point saying how this is like a really valuable species because it blooms so early for honeybees. Um, did we have this conversation with Cass Urban Meat at all with this have, one? We may have, but it was uh, and, and native bees as well. Even though it's wind pollinated, and there's a lot of wind pollinated tree species that are actually really beneficial for um, for bees, even though the trees themselves don't need them for the pollination, just because they provide early season forage for those bees, a little bit of nutritional value, and uh, and can really help them out. So, just something else to consider. Do your own research. Make sure I, what I'm saying is factual. Uh, it's something just <laughs> people had passed along to me, and I'm like, you're talking about. I thought. You'd want red maples, but you want silver maples, really? And uh, and they said yes. No, that's. I just went to a presentation. They're saying that silver maples are great for for bees. So oh, all right, yeah. so another great plant, and we have one more for you this week. So make sure you tune in and tune in tomorrow. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.